sitting here at the Raleigh Convention, North Carolina Square Dance Convention, with two of the real popular callers in our area. We got Jerry Biggerstaff from Marion, North Carolina, and Greg Jones out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Guys, thank you for taking the time here, and I know you got to be done in about a half an hour or so. Um, I'm going to just start right off, and, and Jerry, how long have you been calling, and what was your main influence? Oh, well, I've been calling uh, uh, since 70. I think that's, what, 49 years. Somewhere. And uh, who was my main influence yeah. or what? Who? Who? Oh, what boy. caller influenced you the most? I really don't know. I, I played in a band in high school, in a year or so out of high school, and we got into square dancing, and, and, and some of the songs uh, that the caller was doing were songs that, that I knew and we used to do back in the with the band, so I kind of got interested in them, and I thought, well, I can do these, and start calling a little bit, and, uh, and the bug bit me. Cool. And Greg, what about you? I've been calling close, I think I started in 1981, mm -hmm. um, close to 40 years. Uh, my parents were dancers, uh, they drove me into the activity, kicking the screaming, and uh, <laughs> after about a year of dancing, um, we had an amateur night, um, and I was one of the four callers that played with amateur night and uh, I was the only one that stuck with it so I kind of got the bug like Jerry did yeah. um, and uh, I'm glad we didn't record that session I probably would have never picked up the microphone ever again <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all that way um, Jerry what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment in calling square dances what do you what do you feel you're most proud of oh I guess uh, just teaching over the years I've taught a lot of classes uh, beginner classes and I put a really a lot of dancers into the activity and just uh, uh, trying to be very professional in the activity you know awesome. build the activity up nice 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 Greg what about you what do you With feel me, is your biggest thing I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as Jerry on this one I I enjoy teaching I love teaching um, I love singing I, I, I've got an okay voice um, I enjoy the singing aspect of it, but the teaching part I really enjoy, and especially when you travel, you know, around and you look at the dancers that you put out there on the floor, it just gives you a good feeling, you know. Uh, Jerry, if you could go back to a time frame in your career, back a few years ago, where would you go to and why? What would you do? Would you would you like to be back a few years? Would you do well, something? Well, sure. Different? Everybody'd like to be back a few years in everything, <laughs> just just to be younger. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the the 80s was the 80s was a really good time in square dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I was doing a lot of traveling, a lot of calling, and and uh, I don't know. I just uh, back to that era, I guess, would be great. Greg, I'm going to ask you a different question. What would you be doing now if you weren't calling dances? Oh, I don't know. I'd be doing a whole lot more fishing. <laughs> you would. <laughs> uh, probably a little more woodworking. Nice. Uh, than I'm I'm an amateur woodworker. Um, I dabble in making speakers for the activity also, so having fun with that, but uh, fishing and uh, probably probably dabbling with woodworking. Cool. I know you both of guys have uh, recorded singing calls, and uh, Jerry, what's the favorite one you've ever done? Do you have a favorite? Uh, well, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got one coming up that uh, called uh, uh, Feeling Mighty Fine, which is a gospel song. I, I like to do gospel songs. Mm -hmm. Because they, they really, people receive them very well and, and they're, they're got a good beat and, and, you know, and I just like those. And, and I've got one coming up called Feeling Mighty Fine that I think is going to be a really good one. But other than that one, uh, you know, I've done several 
songs that are, are really good. I don't know if I have a favorite. Greg, what about you? Uh, I did a, last year I did a Tom Jones tune, Say You Stay Until Tomorrow. That, mm-hmm. I think that's been uh, one that uh, I'm most proud of uh, with the vocal. That took a long time to put that vocal track on and uh, we did a lot of work on it. And uh, that's the one I'm most proud of thus far. Good. Well, Greg, I'm going to go back to you. What's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you at a score dance? Um, <laughs> well, that's easy. It is. Um, I was doing a dance in Richmond on a Saturday night. And I got asked to sing the national anthem, and I sing it uh, a cappella, mm-hmm. no errors, everything flawless. Everybody applauded at the end, and the square dance is on. The next day, Sunday afternoon, I was at a benefit dance, uh, working with another caller, and uh, I got asked to sing the national anthem at the beginning of the dance. And I got through the first line and completely forgot the lyrics to National Anthem. <laughs> so that, that to me was probably my most embarrassing event. Uh, it's a song you really don't want to mess up, and I destroyed it. But, I, uh, I've, I've got a question. I, I heard somewhere that, that you and Jimmy were calling together and a microphone head fell off. What happened yeah, there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, were at, we were at a Federation dance. Yeah. Uh, and it was my turn to call and evidently my microphone was not connected properly to the cable and I just flipped it upside down and it fell off and it was my turn to call and I'm, and all I knew to do was grab Jimmy's microphone and he looked at me like well what do I do <laughs> and I started calling and finished it and so when it's his turn I gradually grabbed the microphone and put it back on but that was that was a little tricky situation I'm, I'm there. sure so, yeah, Jerry, I, I don't know, I don't know, uh, they've got a lot of decorations and stuff on the wall here. Have you noticed all the, the decorating they've uh-huh. done for the oh, 30s? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they've done a well, great job. There was one I think you might have missed down there near Hall A, and it says something about no table de- top dancing allowed. I don't know. <laughs> Can you fill me in on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a little thing that... Uh, <laughs> That we, and we, we better can not tap dance on the, on the table. Okay. Oh my goodness, we the other party's in it. here. Judy Kennedy's <laughs> in here too. What time you got a lot of people here to walk in? Oh Lord, no. <laughs> yeah, we better not talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> what, what, not, not at this hotel. I bet it was glass shattering at least. It was glass yeah. shattering. It sure. was exciting. What happens in Raleigh stays in Raleigh. Stays in Raleigh. <laughs> uh, another thing. Uh, that one over there, I took the decaf off. That is regular coffee too. Now. That's good. Huh? Awesome. <laughs> Speaking of an embarrassing moment, right, Judy? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Jerry, I know that you do a lot of benefits. Uh, you've worked with hospice a bunch out in Pride. And somebody also told me one time that there was this silent auction thing and you outbid your wife on something. You yeah. raised her bid up a little bit. Well, yeah, well we would do It's all in fun. <laughs> <laughs> And I was bidding against her, and she was bidding against me for something. Just raising money for hospice. That's it was just a, a lot of fun, you know. You remember, I was out there one time for a dance, and and uh, they were bringing out boxes. We had had somebody do an auction bidding. Then that wasn't just a silent auction. And they said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, we got one more." And they said, "It's a secret. What's in this box?" Yeah. And you know, the next thing Judy said, Bickerstaff says, "I'll spend twenty-five bucks for it." And they took it over to it was totally empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, "Oh my God!" I heard. I knew that was going on when you bid on it. I said, let's see how fast and far this can go. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, let me see what else I have here. Um, 
what uh, do you see we can do to bolster square dancing? Do either of you have an opinion? Where do we need to go with that? What can we do? This is not only necessarily entertainment. I'm trying to be informative for the dancers as well. Yeah, well, you know, that's a, that's a tough question because everybody knows that, that square dancing is, is kind of slipping a little bit and, you know, people are aging out and a lot of people are passing away. We're not bringing the younger people in like we used to and I don't think we're going to be we're going to get the younger young people into it like we used to because everybody that's in the activity is is seniors or or getting to middle age and on up and and young people just just don't want to come in and where there's older people at you know they kind of if we had all young people out there they'd be crowding in but I don't know what we could do uh, we could we could maybe uh, cut the number of calls back, but that's going to be hard to do too, uh, because we've got people already in the activity that dance all these other movements, and we start eliminating these movements. These people that's been in it for 20 years, that's been dancing all these movements, are going to be upset about that. And so I, I don't know. We just start having more fun, I guess. Just let callers do more relaxed uh, square dancing. I, I don't, I don't, I wish I knew the answer to that question. You'd be rich if you did. I, I did. I could solve a lot of problems in square dancing. Greg, do you have any input? Well, I get asked that question quite often, and if you look at the kids, the youth, and even 50 and 60 year olds, um, if you look at them and watch them as they're, during their day-to-day -day activities, they're nose down looking at their portable device. A phone. Mm -hmm. So if we can work some sort of pop-up ad that shows up, like all these other ads shows up with square dancing, maybe that's an inlet because these kids are—they're always looking at their phone. We have to get it in front of them. That's the only way I know to get it in front of those people. Sending ads out in the newspaper doesn't seem to work too much. Um, Gratification. Well, they got the—they you know, got their entertainment coming to them instead right. of them going out for entertainment. Once the internet appeared, their entertainment's coming into their living room. And square dancing's not instant. That's right. That's you know, right. You can, you can do a, a one-night stand, or you can do short classes, you know, and, and dances. But it's just it just takes a little time uh, to get people into the activity. Right. And these people nowadays don't want to wait. They, want yeah, to they, don't, they don't like the, the word commitment. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Um, uh, Great. I got a got another little thing here uh, to to ask you about. Uh -oh. so, no, 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 no panic. So, somebody told me to ask you about a skirt falling off. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, that was a that was a funny event. Um, <laughs> it was embarrassing for a dancer, but it was just hilarious for the callers um, on the stage. I was working with two other callers on a Sunday afternoon for a benefit dance, and we held this somewhat elderly lady show up, showed up to dance and she was on the dance floor and uh, somebody swung her, evidently she hadn't tried her outfit, her square dance outfit on in quite some time and she must have lost a little weight or something but somebody <laughs> swung her and twirled her really hard and everything went to the floor. <laughs> and I looked at the other caller and he looked at me and there was another caller but he was looking at notes getting prepped for his next set you know that he was going to do he was reading his notes he didn't know what was going on 
and we just looked at each other and we lost it. We just, just, it was just so hilarious. It wasn't, I was embarrassed for the lady. I felt sorry for her, I was embarrassed for her, but we just, we had to pull the microphones down because we were just busting out laughing. It was just so hilarious. I'm sure something really interesting happened to me just about 15 minutes ago. I was walking out front to go grab a pen and paper to make some notes for this podcast, and, and Harry Morgan was sitting there at the, at the, uh, the uh, ticket 50-50 table, and this guy brought this little chihuahua up, and I just, the guy got right behind the guy with a chihuahua, and he says, hey, princess, and I turned around and said, Harry, I didn't know you thought about me like that. <laughs> he said, no, 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 I don't, I don't, really, I don't. But anyway, um, so Greg, you, you, have you got any singing calls coming up or anything? That, uh, yeah, I have one coming up. I'm working on putting my vocal one. It's an old Gene Watson tune. Uh, the name of the song is called Paper Rosie. Oh, I know. I love that song. So it's coming out. Uh, it's going to be on Acme, uh, the label that uh, Scott Bennett's been so courteous to, to allow me to record on his record label. And uh, been a lot of fun. He's a good friend of mine. I know the, the, the records and things are a little expensive. Is it only going to cost a dime? <laughs> the line from the song, for those of you who don't know the song, Paper that is, Rosie. You do know the song. I do. It only costs a dime. Yep. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, you guys do. I do, do know you have a... we got another 10 or 15 minutes we can do. Um, uh, did anything ever happen to you guys interesting on the way to a dance? Did you ever have a flat tire that was inconvenient or did you ever hit a deer or anything that some dancers might be interested in? I got hung up on a curb one time years ago. You did? We were going to, uh, I was going to uh, somewhere in Tennessee and I was in Elizabethton I guess and I went through a drive through in McDonald's to grab us a sandwich and as I pulled out the curb to the to the drive through somehow my back wheel flipped over it and when it went down on the inside of the curbing uh, there was no ground over there <laughs> the dirt had been worn out so I, there I sat with one wheel in the air and it was on the curb it was the drive side yeah. so it wouldn't go oh and it was it was terrible so what, what what was Judy with you? Yeah. Sure. So what'd you do? Did you get out and push and let her drive? Yeah. Well, some of the men around there helped me. You know, we I think we jacked it up. It's been so many years ago. I think we jacked it up on one side and kind of let it roll forward. And I, I got off of it some way. Yeah. But uh, oh man, it was terrible there for a few minutes. Uh, Greg, uh, where do you expect your calling career to be in five years? Oh wow. You know, I spent the first half of my calling career trying to learn how to manage the dancers. The second half of my calling career trying to smooth it out. And that seemed to be taking longer than the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, that's the, I'd like to be, right now I consider myself a regional caller. I'm doing a few, you know, outer state dances a year and things like that. Um, if the activity, you know, can support it, I'd like to probably step it up and do a little more traveling. Um, you know, and special dance calling around the East Coast and nationwide. But nice. But uh, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. With a full-time job, that's about all I can handle right now. Yeah. Jerry, um, I do know that you have the Turkey Strut. It's coming up in what? Uh, what month is that? It's in November. Yeah. November. That's yeah. coming up. Weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah, and uh, I know you do the weekend in Waska, mm -hmm. and uh, they've been very successful. What do you think are the keys to success of those weekends? What what drives those weekends to be? Oh, so just people having a lot of fun. If you have if you have callers that can work together and not compete with each other, they get up there and have a good time and, and sing and cut up and uh, people enjoy that. Dancers do, and and they just uh, 
that draws other dancers to them. You know, they go home and talk to them about, we had a great time there, and, and uh, the callers was great, and they got along so good, you know. So that's one thing that draws dancers to a weekend. And then the weekend being well planned out and organized, you know, and uh, there's, uh, there's several things that go together to make a good, successful weekend. Um, I've got a question to ask the both of you. How integral do you feel that both of your wives have been with your career? Well, that's an easy question. I would be nowhere without my wife. Oh, yeah. uh, my wife has been the backbone of, you know, when, when I proposed to my wife, I told her, I said, I love this activity. I love the call. If it's going to be an issue, it needs to be an issue now because I want to continue to do that. And she's done nothing but support me ever since. How great is that? Jared? Uh, yeah, that's the same way. Mine, Judy has, has really been very supportive of, of me and my calling. Um, Sometimes a little more than others. <laughs> but uh, years ago, when we first, we both got in together, and she was, she got into queuing rounds, because we got into doing round dancing in squares, and we both kind of got into it, the queuing part of it at the same time. And she was taking off and doing quite well with her queuing, and I, and I was doing pretty good with my calling, and we had a daughter, a small daughter, so she, one of us had to give it up, so she gave it up. and. I've never heard the end of it since, <laughs> but but she's very supportive of square dancing, and she's she's really involved in square dancing along more so than I am with uh, with like conventions and festivals and and stuff like that. She really gets into it more than I do. That's awesome. And my wife and I have actually met at square dance also, um, and she does most of my booking. She ma she manages most of the stuff. And yeah, Judy does things. my booking stuff. She puts me in the car and tells me where I'm going. So. <laughs> So, so point blank, then Greg, your wife tells you where to go. Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> and very often. <laughs> you don't go where she tells you to go. I think we're we're about. I'm hoping to get about a half an hour. We got about twenty good minutes, and and you guys, like every podcast I've done, the the guys here have not had any clue of what questions I'm going to ask. I went around to some of the dancers to try to get some information to make this fun, entertaining, and interesting for the podcast audience. And uh, um, do either of you have a final thought about uh, what you'd like to see here at the North Carolina Convention or at the Nationals or weekends or anything? What would you like to see? See more of people? Yeah, <laughs> more dancers, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, we just we just need to... to what I like to see, and, and the attitude has changed recently with the state convention. Um, it just needs to be programmed for the dancers. It's not a place to, to just come and call every so often. Um, it, to my opinion, it, it's just a place where we need to program it for the dancers, and so for the, mainly for the enjoyment of the dancers. That's, that's all I care about. And any seasoned caller out there will tell you, if you're programming it and calling for the dancers, you're going to be successful. If you're calling for yourself and trying to make a name for yourself, you're wasting your time. You've got to entertain the dancers. Mm -hmm. right. so. Yeah, we, uh, we have to make the dancers happy. And I think at, at North Carolina Convention, we, we do a good job making the dancers happy. But we just uh, somehow have to reach. We have a lot of dancers across the state. Uh, North Carolina is a long state from the western part all the way to the coast. <clears throat> and we're not exactly reaching a lot of them yet, I don't think, you know. There's a lot of people that just don't, uh, 
for some reason don't come to the state convention. And it's their state convention dance. It's not the callers convention, it's the dancers, it's the square dancers convention. So they, uh, we need to, some way to get them to, to come down and enjoy it. I hope we can. Well guys, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I'll send you your check of zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I hope maybe we, we can raise. do another one. <laughs> thank you, Marty. Great, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Jerry, thank you. Yes, sir. Hope it turned out all right for you. <laughs>